Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing, and I am also very late getting the North Carolina recap out. But that's what the bye week is for. We relax. We look at our busy schedule. We realize there's no way in hell we're going to get this recap out before Thursday, and here we are. But I did make it. So, awesome. Hey, if you guys don't want to wait till Thursday for your recaps, make this my second job. You know, I've got Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Snail Mail. You got the same bank, share account information. That's about the only way I can make this happen between my boys' sports, two jobs. This is what you get. And I had to travel for my day job, so... My afternoons weren't free at all. I went straight from work to picking up kids from school to baseball, and here we are. But most of you guys know that about me. I don't stop going. But we are here. It is the North Carolina recap, and we're going to get there. But I got to do the college football recap first, because there was some exciting stuff happening this weekend. Like, for example, just a few questions for the group. Is Texas back? Horns up, horns down, who knows? Horns up your ass, they ain't back. How about the U? The U, oh, wow, Middle Tennessee State really put it to them. And uh, shout out to Nick Shepkowski. I almost spaced. Nick Shepkowski with probably... Quite possibly the the tweet of the whole uh, weekend. I I laughed very very hard. I don't know if you did. You guys see what Nick put out there? I'm I'm gonna read it for you. I gotta find it real quick. Here we go. And I quote: Here's the thing about hurricanes. Sometimes they speed up. Sometimes they slow down. Sometimes they stay the course. Others they change direction. And sometimes they give up 45 points at home to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> That's awesome. Well done, Nick. Well done. Uh, yeah, the U is not back. Uh, speaking of hurricanes, I hope all my friends down in Florida, uh, Wookie, JJ, and Tampa, and are all doing okay. We got some people a little north of there on the East Coast. Casey the Beef, Cregan, Zach Locks Parker. Uh, stay safe out there, guys. Um, it is warm and sunny in Corpus Christi, Texas. So I send my well wishes. Hope you guys are good. Everything's good. But if you need to stop a hurricane, just go to Middle Tennessee State. You'll be fine. They don't seem to bother them there. 
Um, but that was that was something fun I enjoyed. Um, speaking of Texas being back, A and M is trying to stay back with the help of Arkansas and KJ Jefferson, who seemed to think he was Michael Jordan. The ball that he fumbled that led to A and M getting back into the game. The dude jumped from the ten yard line. He tried to leap. Um. It might have been like the seven. He was outside the five yard line. I've never. I don't know what, where he thought it was going. What he thought his vertical was, but that went south rather quickly. And that led to A and M getting back in the game. And I really was. I just wanted both Texas teams to just be done, donezo. But I can't wait for Texas to be in the SEC. That is going to be incredible. But looking at the rest of the top 25, you had uh, Michigan getting a little cozy with Maryland. And you're going to say, oh, Maryland scored late. Well, Maryland gifted Michigan so many points. Opening kickoff. Maryland bounced it off their face. And Michigan got the ball with three seconds ticked off the clock and scored in one second. So four seconds into the gameplay, Michigan was up 7-0. So... Michigan played a team with a pulse. I'm not saying Maryland's good, great, grand, or anything like that. They're just, they're not UConn or Hawaii or Colorado State. And Michigan had their troubles. Interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Just interesting. Georgia gave up 22 to Kent State. Is Georgia beatable? No, I think they just, they had a moment. It happens. Sometimes you have moments. Clemson escaped Wake Forest in overtime. That's huge. Um, Because I do have a soft spot for Clemson because of my friendships that I've made, but also most respectful fans I've ever been around at a college football game. But at the same time, if I exclude that from the equation, I would very much like them to be undefeated when we beat them in November. That would be a good thing. So let's root for that. Uh... Tennessee, I don't know if they're good. I don't know if Florida's good. Maybe they're okay. I don't know. Oregon with the bad beat special. That wasn't a bad beat. That ended up being a bad beat, depending on which side you were on. Craziness. But they were down big to Washington State. Washington State gave the game to them. Uh, OU, big game boomer. How we doing? How we doing, BGB? Fuck you, dude. That was fantastic. That was so great. God, you know, I never had a strong opinion about Oklahoma. Not one way or the other. But I have numerous reasons to dislike Oklahoma because of BGB. So, boomer fucking sooner up your ass. Uh, USC escapes Oregon State. That annoyed me. I want to see. You want Clemson to be undefeated. You want BYU to look good. So, Maybe, maybe, I'm being too optimistic. <laughs> maybe Notre Dame's wins against these teams look better than they should otherwise be. But USC, fuck them. Lose every game. 0-12, I don't care. Doesn't affect me one iota. Not worried about it. But that was kind of, that's. there's your football wrap-up. It was an interesting week in the NCAA. 
And now, hey, we get the bye week. So we get to relax. I'm leaving tomorrow to drive three and a half hours north to watch my son play in a baseball tournament. So I'm glad there's no college football that I'm emotionally invested in because I don't want to have to try to find time and make time while out and about doing stuff. This is this should be like a opportunity for the parents to hang out, get to know each other a little bit better because this team, the Diamond Kings, I know you see guys see me post about it. We're going to be together for a minute. So a huge opportunity. So no Notre Dame football. Timing, tremendous. Love it. Love it. But before we can talk about a bye weekend, no football, we got to talk about some football. And let's get into this thing. Notre Dame beats North Carolina 45-32, and it wasn't even that close. Let's go. Watch it for the changes and try to keep up. Now tell me if you heard this before. And some of you might have. Tell me if you heard this before. Mac Brown is a great recruiter. Look, look at the recruiting classes Mac Brown is bringing into North Carolina. Holy smokes! Have you seen their offense? They're unstoppable. They put up fifty points a game. They're amazing. Have you seen what they're doing? And and then Notre Dame comes in and knocks her dick in the dirt. Have we heard that one before? I feel like we have. For like three or four years running now. They were the favorite. and Now, I said Notre Dame would win. And I felt like it was going to be how North Carolina got their late score to make it closer than it really was. I felt like that's how the game was going to go. Notre Dame was going to be winning, but North Carolina was going to get some screwy late score. I didn't realize it was going to be because Cam Hart didn't move a muscle. And just let the guy run, run past them. But it turns out, if you watch Greg Flamong, recommend him at Greg2126. He broke this play down. Bracey was playing way far too inside and not doing his job as an over-the-top cover two safety. So, whatever. But we give up that stupid play. And then you got to, <laughs> you got to see the worst unsportsmanlike conduct in the history of football. The... The referee literally said, unsportsmanlike conduct, spinning the ball. And then they show the replay, that wasn't even a good spin. I'd be pissed. I'm like, that wasn't even a good spin. If you're going to flag me for it, can I at least like can I get a good spin on the ball? It was shitty. That was funny, though. I got a chuckle. Not going to lie. But North Carolina comes in every year with all this hype, all this wonderfulness. And Notre Dame says, how you doing? Fuck you. We win. Thanks for coming. And it was never close. I don't care what the score says. In fact, it should have been 52 to 32. But Audrey Estime fumbled. But I, how are you going to hate on Estime? We, we can't hate Estime right now. Dude went for 134, 7.9 yards of carry. And when you see numbers like that, you're like, 8 yards of carry, 134. What do you have, like a 60-yard run? Nope. He just bulldoze the shit out of North Carolina all the live long day because he's long longest rush is only 29 yards but I want to talk about all this I gotta say I did have the benefit which much of you know I, and it's a benefit in this case 
I knew enough of the score before I ever watched the replay to know that how we started wasn't as dramatic or as detrimental as it probably was for you guys who watched it live. And I really wish I could have not known what the score was at one point because I wanted to feel what you guys felt watching that offense come out in the beginning, in the first quarter. Is many my second job? If many of you do know, new listeners, how you doing? Uh, I work in a sports bar, and I was at a baseball field all day Saturday. Had to go straight to work, and I tried not to catch the score. I have eyeballs though. I can't. You can't unsee stuff. I knew at one point the score was thirty-eight to twenty Notre Dame, so I'm great. All right, I didn't know the final. I made sure to not look at that TV in that direction anymore. And, you know, shame on my company for only having the Notre Dame game on two TVs. But actually, thank you at the same time because I knew where not to look. Anyway, I knew it was 38-20 at one point. So I'm watching the game on Sunday evening knowing, well, the offense doesn't suck. It does right now. And this is not awesome because... Uh, you know, somebody reached out to me, and they they seemed to have liked my "We Can Go All the Way" parody video. That unfortunately, Marshall lit that on fire and said, "Not today, Junior." But somebody reached out to me and said, "Hey, if Notre Dame keeps on this this road of not being good, you got to come out with a song that speaks to that." And I'll, I'll just give you a hint. And I mean, it could still happen. It could still happen. We're only two and two. But I feel like there's things, and we're going to talk about it, that we're going in the right direction. But you were, you might have gotten a parody that maybe we like, maybe we don't like. But that's what we're going to get. If you don't know the song, shame on you. We were going to get a little bit of that. But it's looking like I'm not going to have to do that. And we're going to we're gonna be glass half full. Five foot nothing is going to be five foot a half fullness. All five foot, 155 pounds of me. Glass half full, optimism at a maximum. Because after it looked like garbage, uh, the Tommy Reese running on Duncan offense, he he threw the Duncan cup in the trash and he picked up a damn Red Bull. Because Reese called a hell of a game. Overall, again, started off slow, didn't look awesome. And then it was just... Let's go. Now, I realize North Carolina's defense is garbage. I get that. But I heard another uh, podcast make this analogy, and it's absolutely fitting. In baseball, uh, there's a blowout, and they bring in a positional player to pitch. And he's just lobbing balls over the plate. And you see a guy hit a home run, and like, oh, of course he did. Well, he's still got to hit the ball. I mean, it's, yeah, it was an easy pitch, but 
How many times do you see major leaguers pop out the shortstop on a meatball that probably should have been parked 450 feet into the stands? Same premise. Yes, North Carolina's defense sucks. But you still have to execute. And that was a big issue with Notre Dame. Some of it was on Tommy Reese. And I will not come off that hill. But there was plenty that had to do with execution. And if Tommy Reese is calling a great play, which did occur at times during the first few weeks, but if they're not executing, it really doesn't matter how great, grand, and wonderful the play was. Well, this week, I didn't think there was a lot of situations. There wasn't anything overly impressive. It was just execution. We We were getting our blocks, and we were doing the right things. But, man... The misdirection I wanted to see. The epitome of that was Logan Diggs being the only player on the screen when he did that backside wheel route. We have the players to do stuff like that. We need to do it. You know, we have a guy who can run deep, and he runs so deep and so fast that. The camera can't even catch up with him. They don't even see him catch the ball. That's how fast Styles is. That was impressive. That the that was another joke going through the Notre Dame circles. You know, John always Irish put it out. You know, how's our season going? Well, let me tell you. We can't throw the deep ball. We suck at throwing the deep ball. We finally do throw the deep ball. We connect on the deep ball. Nobody saw it. One on TV because we were watching the quarterback. And then we almost saw the replay, but then we did. That's okay. Let's go to commercial. Fine. No big deal. Come back from commercial. We get Lawrence Taylor highlights. Well, that's, that's one way to go about it. Meanwhile, however many millions of people that were watching the Notre Dame-North Carolina game, because Notre Dame's irrelevant, right? We got the third highest rating for the weekend, but that's fine. We're irrelevant. Don't worry about us. The millions and millions of people that are watching it are going, where did he catch it? What did it look like? I'd like to know. We finally got to see it. It was beautiful. We can't throw the deep ball. Holy shit. And I even said, if I'm North Carolina, challenge Drew Pine. Show me you can do it. And then he did it. I was like, well, fuck. We can't stop it. So, fuck. (laughs) It don't matter. (laughs) I just want to see if you can do it. (laughs) We can't stop it. (laughs) You're just going to have to keep doing what you're doing. And Pine had a hell of a game. 24-34, 289, three touchdowns, no picks. Yes, sir. That is not the .67 yards at uh, depth at reception numbers from last week. In fact, I think where I heard it, they repeated it. It, uh, it brought up the stat itself. And this week, it was like 5.5. Now, does that seem like a lot? Not really. But, again... You know, 0.67 is garbage. I don't care how many screen. Well, I'm saying it this way because screen passes are negative, so they're gonna bring your average down. But 0.67 just can't be. It can't be a thing. So five and a half. Okay. Well, think of it this way: if you run a screen pass where the it's the potential to catch the ball, you know, five, seven, ten yards behind the line of scrimmage exists. You know, you're figuring at least five, right? Well, in order to get a positive, if he's negative five, well, now you got to throw 
10 yards downfield. So do we see where I'm going with this, people? That's not, not true. It's like 15 yards downfield. Point being, five and a half is actually really good when you factor in a couple screen passes. We do do some shallow stuff. And that's okay. That's called balancing your playbook, balancing your offense. Now you have to account for a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage, crossing routes 10 yards deep, and now deep shots 30, 40 yards deep. If we can do all of that, fantastic. Why we didn't see it against Marshall remains to be known, seen, anything. What the fuck? I don't know. But this was this was what Marshall should have looked like. Okay? That Marshall was supposed to be the confidence builder. We just came off a big game against Ohio State. We felt good. Yeah, we lost. We hated that shit. We don't like Ohio State. All that, whatever. But you got to find the positives. You had to find the silver linings. And we I felt like we did. Then we played against Marshall. And that was supposed to be the confidence building game, which... All right, well, unfortunately, you're three games late with that move, but we'll take it. We got to take it because this is something to build on. There are still concerns. I mean, Mayer's a beast. That's not a concern. He's amazing. Get him the football. Keep getting him the football. Let him do his thing. Styles, he seems to be able to get open. It's fantastic. But after that, the your leading receivers are running backs. That's that's not good. I'm just that's not good. I don't know what what our options are though. I really don't. You know, it's you're gonna have to use Diggs, Tyree, and Estime as your pass catchers as well. Mostly Diggs and Tyree. Estime obviously can catch the ball, but he's going to be your your workhorse running back, which fine with me. Guy's a freaking animal. Buzz 2.0, thank you very much. But the the fact of the matter, we don't have any receivers, guys. It's It's so bad. Like... Styles has 16 catches. The other receivers, as in they play the receiver position, as far as Notre Dame's receivers, have 13. Lindsey's got seven. Salerno has three. Thomas has three. My question is, if Salerno can get three, why can't somebody like, oh, I don't know, Tobias Merriweather get three? I, I don't. Get it? Uh, and I feel like this would this was there was an opportunity in this game to to put him in there. It, you know, you could say, well, when? Oh, how about when we're up forty-five to twenty? How about that? <laughs> Why wouldn't you let uh, Mayweather get some snaps of significance, of value, of just something that means something? I just, I don't know. It was a kind of a blowout. Again, the score, 13 points, doesn't look like it, but there, there's if you watch the game, you know it was never close. I mean, hell, 
that North Carolina ran for 66 yards as a team. All of a sudden, we can stop the run. Couldn't stop it when we needed to against Marshall, but now we all got it all figured out. But, again, it's North Carolina. They keep returning their offensive linemen that suck, and somehow they're going to get better. That seems like a dumb formula. I, I don't know. Doesn't seem to make sense to me. You sucked last year, but you're definitely going to be better this year because you have more experience in sucking. Got it. Hell of a plan. But they did throw for 301 yards. Here's the thing about that. They did throw for 300 yards. We, That is fact. But <laughs> a lot of it came on three passes. They had an 80-yard pass, a 64-yard pass, and a 43-yard pass. Now, you can't... Those exist. You can't take those away. The 80-yarder, don't love... That should have never been a thing. Fourth and 21, what are we doing? But the game, it was just, you're not going to be mad about it because of the flow of the game. The, we were dominating them. So, whatever. They got behind you. Shit happens. All right. They just didn't do anything like we thought. They were going to be able to do. So, Yahoo for us. You know, and, and we held Cal in check, right? And then last week, Jaden Ott, I heard, ran for like 200 yards. There's 200-something yards rushing. And against us, he couldn't do anything. So, maybe our rush defense has figured something out. And we, we got to hope. I gotta look this up because I heard it somewhere. Yeah, Ott ran for 274 yards against Arizona. And he did not do that against Notre Dame. He ran for a whopping 33 yards against Notre Dame. So maybe our rush defense hasn't figured out that's gonna be huge for us because. I still think there's, well, the 80-yarder withstanding. There's still some imperfections in our secondary. But if we can stop the run, you know, that, that'll help. And we can get pressure, which we did. That was something we all talked about. Multiple podcasts, multiple people on Twitter. If we can pressure Drake May, the Disney character, give him trouble he hasn't seen yet as a freshman, that bodes well. That really plays to our favor because he doesn't he hasn't seen that yet. And sure enough, that's what we do. And we bring the wood and what do we sack him? We only got three sacks, but it it was a lot of pressures, a lot of hurries. It was it. You saw the game. We just made him uncomfortable, and he ended up being their leading rusher, which that's kind of funny. That's how bad they were running the ball. Their quarterback, who only ran for 36 yards, was their leading rusher. But we we did so many, so many good things. It was a, a joy to watch, you know, from the Styles touchdown to estimate just running over people. And, we, you know, one of the plays, I, I wish there were less defenders in the area. I feel like he would have trucked the defender and kept running. 
like much like Ray Zellers back in the 90s against Purdue. Would have loved to have seen a run like that. Tyree was finding holes. Obviously, Mayer was open. But we do have to expound upon that. You know, I don't know if you guys heard, but we lost Kevin Bauman for the season. So Eli Raritan is going to step up because we don't have... I mean, they're still holding stays too, but Raritan seems to, seemed to be the guy that came in. Uh, we don't quite have uh, Mitchell Evans back yet. He Supposedly, he could be coming back at the end of the month. Or maybe even BYU, depending on the bye week process. You know, but... We looked really good. And speaking of bye weeks, North Carolina came off a bye week. That's embarrassing. I forgot to mention that. That's that's how you prepared? Good for you. Well done, Mac Brown. Tell me if you've heard this before. Uh, ACC team gets bye week before Notre Dame. Notre Dame still whips their ass. Thanks for trying. I, I, I liked so much of the things that I saw. There's just also things that could and should be better. Uh, but I, we got to use this as a building block. We got BYU next. BYU is, they're not a pushover. Okay? They're going to, they're three and one. The, who they got this weekend? I don't think they have a bye. Yeah, they, they got Utah State. Okay, well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're 25 point favorites. But they're probably going to come into Vegas four and one. They're, they're a solid team. If we can build upon what we did against North Carolina and perfect it during the bye week, bring that to BYU, maybe we get enough chaos. Because that's all. We, we need chaos, guys. I, I can be as optimistic as you want. I can sell you all the... The rainbows and lollipops you want, but we are not going to go ten and two and get some sort of super high bowl game if everything else kind of stays with that that embarrassing loss to Marshall, who, if you're not paying attention, has not done great since that game. Just so you know, they have, since beating Notre Dame, they went out and lost to Bowling Green. And Troy, and against Troy, they scored a whopping seven points. And if you're not familiar with Bowling Green, Bowling Green has only won one game. That would be versus Marshall. They lost to Eastern Kentucky. And their loss to Troy. Troy did have a couple wins on the season already, so good, good on them. Uh, oh no, they only have one that made it a couple, and they almost beat App State. Uh, Appalachian State beat A and M. So, but I, it does. You lost to Marshall. That's gonna be the theme of the year. We're always gonna circle back to it because, well, obviously. So we need a little chaos. I guess it's possible. I'd love to see it. I'm here for it. Uh, because the last two weeks there's been there's been some traction built up. It sucks it's not with Buckner under center, but Drew Pines staying within what he can do, and he showed some escapability. 
He showed uh, solid throws, tight windows. He was able to put that ball to the styles on the money. Uh, he ran that uh, play, the one the backside wheel to Diggs perfectly. Um, he's not the guy that fumbled multiple times leading once to a turnover against Cal, shotgun off his face, uh, threw the ball at Mayer's feet, but not even quite to his feet. It was that short. He's coming along. So, you know, maybe we can ride with Pine. We don't need peanut butter and jelly time yet. But he is still in the learning process. I I liked what I saw. It's hard to say you didn't. Uh, defensively, I like what I saw from the defensive line. Uh, you know, secondary for the most part, did good. Um, North Carolina does have playmakers. That's why they keep getting all the hype because they got these high, highly recruited athletes. Well, that's great, but if you can't win football games, what does it matter? And they keep getting praise for not really sure what. Other than, and especially against Notre Dame, it keeps coming up. Oh, they're going to beat Notre Dame this year. This is the year. Uh, it's probably not ever going to be the year for North Carolina. So, whatever. And then J.D. Bertrand, that was not a good call. That was not targeting. But this dude keeps missing time. I, shit happens, I guess. Uh, it was just an all-around good game. It was fun to watch. It was fun to... I say be a part of, but I wasn't there live with you guys. So I, I watched it on a very different clock with too much information already when I sat down to watch it. But what's what's there to be mad about? It was a great game. We should be happy going to the bye week. We get to chill out. A little less less anxiety, less stress for a weekend. Chill out, spend time with your family, whatever you guys got to do. Let my friends in Florida stay safe. You got, yeah, see, the bye week came at a great time for everybody. We got friends, people we know in the middle of a hurricane, and the last thing they're worried about is football. I'm sure. Maybe, maybe the first thing they're worried about is learning football, even on the bye week. I don't know. But. The hurricane reminds us of <clears throat> some famous Notre Dame games during the BK era. Uh, two notably back-to-back years, 2015 and 2016. 15 is when <clears throat> we went to Clemson, and we felt like 34 throws in, I don't even know what hurricane it was, but 34 Called pass plays was going to be the way to go. I say called pass plays. That's not true. 34 attempts. Probably called more pass plays. And then the, the following year, we were like, you know what? We really, we didn't learn our lesson. We're going to, it's going to work this time, okay? Okay, we're going to throw it 31 times. We're going to throw it 34. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's a hurricane. You're going to throw it 34 times. We're going to throw it 31. And we're going to get a lot of sacks. And we're going to lose 10 to 3. At least the Clemson game, we made it interesting. 
it came down to two-point conversion, which was only the third two-point conversion two attempt. If we just kicked the first two, guess what? We're kicking an extra point to win the damn game. Not here to judge. Or no, it would have tied because we did make one of them. That's what it was. Either way, just kick the fucking extra point. You're trying way too hard, way too early. <sighs> if only BK tried that hard in recruiting. Might have had something. And I know, yeah, there's another thing. <clears throat> I know we lost a recruit. And I don't even know if I talked about it yet, but it, it's fine. It's fine. I did talk about it because I'm. I was saying how Braylon James and Jaden Greathouse and uh, Rico Flores are still on board, very much on board. That's where we. That's where we need the difference makers. We know how to make an offensive line and a defensive line. Harry Cakestand got his shit turned around. He got a little head rush, came down from the cake stand, and now he looks like he's coaching some offensive football for the our linemen there. We're doing better. But recruiting still got to go on. This is a big, potentially a big week in terms of making contact with some recruits and, you know, closing out. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to December, the early signing period. <clears throat> I know these dudes are playing their games in high school, but we got to stay on them. There's plenty of work left to be done. But Freeman's definitely putting in that work for sure. And this is... I think he needed this too. He needed this as much as Drew Pine needed it, as much as the offensive line needed it. Uh, just everybody, everybody needed this game. This was the confidence builder I expected from Marshall. Put up huge numbers. We went from 150, 150 uh, rushing and passing one week to the very next. We're going, what do we do? Three, 287. 289, 300, 300. Round up. That's the kind of balance that wins you football games. That's the kind of offense we're looking for. Where you can run, you can pass. There's a threat of both. Quarterback has some mobility. Like, just all of it was working. And I do want to thank North Carolina's defense for giving us an enormous amount of cushion. Like, we were just getting some free yards. But again, we were knocking the, and I was. I was knocking the running on Duncan offense. The dink and dunk. But that's what they were giving us. That's what we could do. So you got to do what they give you. And I, I wanted to see shots. We finally did it. We did. Pine played great. I, no issues whatsoever. But at the same time, he, uh, he was still had those dink and dunks, but it was different because that's what they were giving us, so take it. But also take your little shots downfield. Get longer passes. It's not hard. I mean, we had passes of 34, 20, 30. Those are, that's great. Those are great things. When you got four guys averaging over... 10 yards a catch. I'll take that. And you got your three starting running backs averaging five yards or better per carry with estimated at 7.9. And two touchdowns should have been three. Man, I, I was happy. I'm sure we all were. So, 
Let's enjoy the bye week. All right. Sorry this took till Thursday. I do apologize. But again, if you would like to help me make this another job, I'm not opposed to it. DMs are open for that. At Five Foot Nothing Pod. <laughs> Send it to me on Twitter. Email me. That works too. Five Foot Nothing Pod at gmail.com. But I, I, I try to make this work with my schedule as best I can. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those who ask about it. When am I coming out with my next episode? I'm having fun, guys. I appreciate all the love. And the bye week did make this less stressful on me to try to get this in. So, you know, if you were thinking, hey, I'm over the North Carolina game. It already happened. Well, guess what? Get back in because I just talked about it. And I hope you got hyped. And Notre Dame is running on some Red Bull right now. Hopefully that continues. And we get to preview BYU and Viva Las Vegas next week. And I will do my best to come up with some good hangover references. I got to try. You know, I, I feel like Drew Pine did his best. How dare you? She's a nice lady. When we were trashing Tommy Reese. Drew Pine's like, Tommy, I got you, bro. That is cool. So, thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the weekend. Everybody stay safe if you're on the East Coast. And I will be watching baseball in the heat of Houston, Texas all weekend. But I'm here for it. So, Go Irish, beat the bye week. Until next time. Five for nothing, 100 nothing, out.